Remember, we say three. We're a little yeah. I was. I never know if we say three or not. It's just two and one. We don't say. But we don't know why. You just don't. Okay. Okay. Ready. (laughs) Five, four, three. Who do you know that reads daily and expresses their opinions quite freely? If you love written word and stuff that you've never heard of in text, literary nonsense. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Literary Nonsense Book Club, the podcast where we talk nonsense about literary works. I'm Sarah Jane, and with me today is Serena. (laughs) Today and always. Always. I was going to say, who else is with you? (laughs) No one. No one on this podcast. (laughs) No one on this podcast. (laughs) I actually have 10 other different podcasts without you. Sarah Jane and I thought you I was your one and only <laughs> my one and only co-host. My uh, one and only co-host. You are, you are. Okay, so do you want to tell us what the book is and then I think I want to tell a little story of how how the book oh how the book came to be came to be yeah came to be in our our podcast yeah Uh, uh, okay so this is we are actually branching out in the literary nonsense podcast world um this is going to be our first non-fiction book that we are uh discussing um and it is called uh it is a comedy book I suppose you would say Uh, it's called Our Daddy on Our Daddy a cinematic odyssey and it was written in 2016 by the actor director and comedian in in England uh, Richard Our Daddy who is also currently on the Netflix show IT Crowd and he plays Moss and I love him (laughs) yes yes you do so Serena introduced me to that show and it's hilarious and I watched that and then this is like several months ago we had sort of you had told me that he wrote a book and that it was really funny and then whatever some time went by and then you came into work one day and you were like I've ordered us a present and I was like <laughs> what because it was like not our birthdays not Christmas no holidays you're just like I've ordered us a present. I was like, okay. It was very ominous. And then I forgot about it because then like weeks went by. And then one day I walk in and there's this book just sitting on my desk. Brand new (laughs) coffee. And um, that was the present. And you bought yourself a copy. Bought myself a copy. I was like, I gotta read this. Yeah, yeah so I, I'd, I'd seen an interview, like a, a clip it, you know, one of those Facebook clip it's uh, from the Graham Norton show. And anyway, he, uh, Richard Howard Daddy, was on the TV show promoting something else, but they did mention this book. And he did a reading of the snippet of this book, in which I was. <laughs> peeing myself laughing and I was like I've got to read this book and then Sarah Jane and I started a podcast and I'm like we gotta podcast this book although now thinking about it I'm not actually sure how to talk and podcast about this book yeah it's it's um it's going to be tricky so just stick with us listeners (laughs) we're gonna do our best um so the premise of the book is that he is interviewing himself as if he 
were like a lifetime achievement winning like film producer, film producer. And writer yeah and so it's definitely poking fun at those types of interviews um just like you know looking at his life's work and like wow you're such an icon and a legend um despite the fact that he I think in this one had only written two movies yeah he, I think, and, and I don't yeah. think he I think he had maybe like just started directing I actually yeah. that is the one I'm not quite sure where in his biography this book took place but yes he's it's, it's taken from him interviewing himself if his himself was like a world-renowned iconic director and you know they discuss you know how his processes is and you know <laughs> any tidbits so yeah. the we the first you know the, the book is written as you know question and answer yes. um, and, but we did make one mistake with this book and it was and, a big and mistake. it was a big mistake so. and and he actually tells you what to do in the book but we uh, like chose... orders you it's yeah, very and, aggressive yes <laughs> and we did not adhere to that um, and yeah so how the book is set up is he uses footnotes like a lot and there's one page where the entire page is a footnote yeah it's and not then, just like one or two lines at the bottom of the page like no. sometimes it's half the page or the whole page or it's the whole page is a footnote um and then in the footnote he references uh appendix like he's got a large section of appendices in the back of the book and so while you're reading this you go down and you read the footnotes and then the footnote ref uh references uh, something in the appendix and what you're supposed to do for this book is as you're reading it you go to the appendix and then you read that appendix and then you go back to the rest of the book now sarah jane we're like uh -uh, we know better we're gonna read the yeah. book like we read any normal book so you, we read it, it like be, it would be a lot of flipping back and forth yes like a lot because these appendices are referenced a lot <laughs> and I just wanted to read it you know in the order that the pages were printed yes we were a little bit narrow-minded in that setting we should have like mm -hmm. changed up a little bit but we decided like we we're better now I believe the book would be better enjoyed if you actually flipped back and forth between the appendices because by the time you got to the appendices if you read it straight through like a normal book from page one to page 300 you forgot the point of what the appendices was supposed to so I'm sure half the yes. jokes we missed <laughs> yes and also the appendices were basically half the book so yeah. <laughs> like there there was a lot I will say the interview portions were my favorite and there were many laugh out loud moments for very me. many it transitioned into a part that was like the writings of Richard Iowati and I didn't really care for those <laughs> no. I feel like it really um th that came just before the appendices I believe and they those parts were like really long and wordy yes. and like kind of ruined the pacing for me that had been established with the interview yes. uh, format beforehand so I didn't really care for those and then I got to the appendices and I was like oh no and so it was sort of like um a real downward trajectory for me <laughs> yes. reading reading this book. Yeah. 
<laughs> at the yes. beginning excellent excellent Hilarious. <laughs> yeah so uh, if if we had read it in the uh, manner with which richard Awadadi had written it i feel we probably would have had a better reading experience but uh yeah i agree with you the interview portion was hilarious like it got to the yeah. point where he slept with himself and then <laughs> ghosted himself and <laughs> they had quite the on again off again relationship, relationship Richard yeah. and Richard the interviewer <laughs> they did they did yeah um, they they completed one uh interview entirely by text messaging oh yeah um, or they would go months without where, and interviewing months without interviewing each other and then they would randomly bump into each other on the street or he'd send a, a, a message like hey, yeah. how's it going <laughs> yeah oh my god I just so I guess I could kind of try and go through this so because I have the book in front of me didn't have to return this one to the library no we do not we did not rent this one that's for sure no we didn't I don't even know how to just yes we've been actually struggling with this podcast a little bit because we were like I don't really know because it's not like a traditional book where it has a plot it, no, it is all over the place, and it really is. Uh, it it's has really funny. It's very it's funny. Hard. That's all we can say. I guess we can just like re- uh, read it, like a couple of, you know, yeah. portions so, like, of it. Yeah, sure. So, so like part one, he does is called chronology or timelines, time lives, an Iowadian almanac or hair. Heretical historicism, a time in the context of Ehuadi. But my favorite part of this, so it's like a, it's like a timeline of film from the dawn of time, but basically um, through the lens of like his life (laughs) and his contributions. But my favorite part, so this one says part one, and then the footnote at the bottom says this book has more than one part. Don't cheat yourself out of a mystery by skipping ahead to find out how many. Just know that you have at least one more part to come. Because I am very guilty if I notice a book has different parts, I will flip ahead to find out how many parts there are. There are. I can't just read the book. Like, I need to know how many parts there are. So um, that really hit me. But my, fa- <laughs> my other favorite part... <laughs> So like I don't even there's no way to even describe <laughs> what is going on in this book but I'm so sorry one of them so it's like it says in 1982 Iowa published just his first philosophical paper the limits of knowledge in new epistemology Wow, I cannot pronounce that. Anyway, then it says in 1983, Ayoadi gives up his philosophical inquiries to concentrate on jazz tap. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Which he quit the next year. But my other... (laughs) 2002, in sync, go on hiatus. (laughs) (laughs) He he throws in random facts as well. So part part of Richard Ayoadi's... We're going to... That's it's a mouthful for me, uh, his last name. But anyway, he he's on like a quiz show in a popular quiz, like I think it's called Quizmaster or something in 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 England, uh, where they have celebrities on it and they ask these ridiculous questions. So like one of the parts is like just random questions that he has decided to whether or not the answers are true. I don't know, but <laughs> and he does like a whole bunch of did you know. <laughs> 
yeah stuff like like did you know al pacino privatized himself in 1986 and was bought out by robert de niro (laughs) just weird random things like did you know the original tin man of the the wizard of oz suffered from painful and sudden erections (laughs) really weird like things that he does Um, and then uh, and of course, in the interview port, he tries to actually set the scene for you. So, like, it's interview five, and it's like fade in the barely scent, the barely there scent of roll-on deodorant. Two men huddling for warmth amidst the barley. As night descends, they whisper secrets into the half-blue air. Cold gives their words form and makes visible sub- the invisible sub- substance. Can't read today. <laughs> Substantive. Our camera canes down, framing them in a top shot, and then of course it goes into the to the interviews. Um, yeah. Again, there there are some very funny moments in his interviews, and he you know uh, asks himself the weirdest questions. Um, at one part, I believe there was a chase scene that ended up in Ayudadi jumping onto a boat um, that sped away and crashed or blew up or something like it it was funny like they go from inner the interview style to i was running down the street chasing him it was out of the blue it was very funny yeah this other part that i really (laughs) really made me laugh in the chronology (laughs) was um 2008 iowati realizes he is 31 years old only two years younger than Jesus when he died, and that he needs to pack a lot into the next 24 months to even begin to have the same cultural and sociological impact as the Son of God. <laughs> 2009. Like a lot of 32-year-olds, Ayoadi will turn 33 in a year's time. But unlike Christ, spoiler alert, he doesn't die. <laughs> just, he's got a lot to pack into those 24 months. 24 like, months. Huge. Like Huge. that just made me laugh so hard oh i know yeah Um, and he uh he does he does mention like other actors in the weirdest strangest ways like he's got a fascination with kim cattrall and so that's referenced a couple of times through the interviews and um yeah there was one interview where they oh my gosh what's his name um tim burton they oh, got really off track and just the whole interview spiraled into talking about Tim Burton and do you like Tim Burton and why not? Do you have something against Tim Burton? What if Tim Burton's reading this? And like, <laughs> yeah. and it was just like, it just, it really spiraled. It really spiraled. And, and you're like reading along and you're like, okay, this is normal. And then all of a sudden, like the tangent line just goes in completely i was reading uh half of it while i was camping and my my poor partner's looking at me and i'm just crying at one point and matt's like what is going on i'm like it is so funny <laughs> like so then he was in another interview and the interviewer says what are your earliest memories and he says probably being a fetus conception and the first few months are blurry but after that i remember everything <laughs> So you're minus six months old, minus six or seven months old. Yes. And what were your memories of that time? It was pretty dark. <laughs> but then it like goes on to say he like he knew even then before he was born that he wanted to be a director. Direction. And the film was his calling. <laughs> and of course, 
I don't know. It's just like so ridiculous, but so funny. <laughs> like just weird random questions, of course. And what if somebody watches your films multiple times and still doesn't respond? That's never happened. I think it would be impossible given the type of work I produce for someone not to respond. Has anyone other than you watched any of one of your films more than twice? Not to my knowledge, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just just weird random random stuff so yeah this was our our, our first you know toe dip into non-fiction um and then as a we very, were discussing i feel like that's a very light dip into non-fiction because oh, yeah. it's also still cool. like kind of a joke a giant joke it's, like, it it's is not fully serious. a giant joke it is not serious yeah. in any way but I have never seen, like, I've never read a book in this format. So it was, it's, yeah, it's hard to describe it. Yeah. And there's, there's no real plot. So you can't say, okay, the book is about this. It literally is just one joke after the other. <laughs> it's just so many jokes. I don't know why. I'm just going through, like, what I have tabbed. For some reason, I have this one tabbed. Interviewer says, you say cinema is life. Can you imagine life without cinema? I don't want to, but obviously I can, because I'm very imaginative. <laughs> you name it, I can imagine it. Ask me to imagine a trout playing a tournament ch- playing tournament chess. Actually, you don't need to. I've already done it. He's sort of sitting up somehow, moving the pieces with his little fins. He's wearing a tie, but no other clothes. <laughs> like, what? I don't... <laughs> I don't... He's like, so you've, you've never imagined this before? No. <laughs> I don't know. I read this, like, we read this a while ago, and... Well, actually, I read it a while ago. Took yes. somebody a long time to finish it. Did I hit I, again? Like I said, um, I think if we had read it in the format with which uh, the spirit of the book was written, I think I would have stayed with it. But like you, I struggled because by the time I got to the appendices, I'm like, I forgot what this was referencing, and then I had a really hard time getting through them. <laughs> so. Um, but but I did. We persevered. Uh, yeah. So the appendices are like, you know, letters that he's written to other actresses, or his style of writing, or like he rewrites a, a scene that he, from his movie and shows you how, how to do it. Um, the other thing that I thought was uh, highly entertaining was for the one part of the section when it starts describing his processes. Uh, one whole page is for notes for you to write down. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like every other page, it says pause for notes. And you can write yeah. your notes down. Like you're really like into te- his teaching, I guess. <laughs> and yeah. So you, you've got a, you've got lots of space to add your, your own notes. Um, yeah. And then he, ta- like, he takes one whole scene of a film that he's supposed to be directing and writing And then by the end of it, or no, sorry, he was acting in it. He was supposed to have a speaking part and they keep keep cutting him out. (laughs) Every day he goes to set and he's he's an alien. So he has to get into this alien costume and they keep cutting it and cutting it. And he's like, but I'm still going to give it all my worth. (laughs) Keeps going, going in. Uh, Yeah. So it, uh, oh, he, he also writes a music number in here or a song and then talks about writing you know people hire him to write stuff and how that process is i've just skipped way ahead uh i started tabbing more things and then i just as i said it was a downward slope for me so i stopped tabbing things 
but there's a section called character acting in which he just lists different characters of his I suppose or that he's thought of and just like a little blurb about them (laughs) for some reason this one this one stuck out to me character's name is weird man judgment has no place in my process for he's man with all his complications beauty and savagery question if tom cruise were playing this part at what point would he take his top off further question if i were tom cruise would i even bother wearing tops or would i just stay at home and play with my tits (laughs) i don't know (laughs) it really was a every page you're like okay what am i going to read now (laughs) yeah i have no idea yeah it's (laughs) it's crazy but it's fun like i would oh yeah like there's one interview he's like how truthful have you been during these interviews i haven't told you a single thing that's true and i never will (laughs) yeah (laughs) i have a quote here that says everything that has ever been said about me is a lie yes would that include things that you've said about yourself (laughs) absolutely in fact when i say everything that has ever been said about me is a lie i was probably lying were you if i'm a liar what does it matter what i said (laughs) it's like our arguments with himself about everything oh my gosh about everything i just laughed there was one point where the interviewer said oh like middle-aged people like us or something and he's like i'm not middle-aged he's like we're the same person we're the same age (laughs) we are middle-aged he's like no no not me not me i'll never be (laughs) middle-aged yeah honestly like i don't even really know what else to say Uh, yeah i've i've i think we've kind of exhausted this one um i I suppose we should get to our rating system and what we liked and did not like about this book okay because all we can say for this one unlike our other class you just kind of have to read this one yourself um and and if you like richard awadaddy uh it is full of his dry funny humor um so and then of course we encourage you to watch the it crowd because it's very very funny (laughs) yes he is very funny okay so rating if i were gonna rate this like out of five it's tough because if i was just writing the first part of the book like it would be a four um but but honestly i'm not gonna lie i'm feeling like a 2.5 i just wish the interview portion if it was the whole book was an interview portion sold i'm in excellent book but it wasn't so yeah yeah and I have to say the same way with the caveat that I don't know if I had read the book again at the appendices of the time if it would have changed my outlook and my uh my my vote true uh so yeah I I would do a three um I thought parts of it were hilarious like I said at one point I was just laughing so hard I was crying and boyfriend thought I was crazy (laughs) but uh, and I think it was the boat scene (laughs) I'm like what is this who knows Um, and uh, yeah so I uh, I would probably do a three as well Uh, yeah I agree with you I thought the interview portion was hilarious Uh, the writing portion and the writing style was interesting 
but it wasn't in the same same feel as the beginning of the book and the interview portions. Yes. So things I liked were the interviews, the humor, things I didn't like, flipping to the appendices all the time. I didn't mind the footnotes. I thought the footnotes were funny and they added to a lot of it, but I was not interested in flipping back and forth. And as you said, I think that had a negative impact on my reading experience of the book. <laughs> and like I said, I, I, I'm with you. Um, the appendices, by the time I got to them, as you know, I had a hard time getting through the appendices and I literally only had like 75 pages. I should have been able to finish this in a day. And it took you and weeks. it took me weeks. Weeks, so... <laughs> so... <laughs> Yes, I was getting in trouble by my co-host there of like, Serena, just read the book. We um, couldn't move on until you finished that one. No, we could not. <laughs> and, and I apologize to my co-host profusely. <laughs> read a million other books in between and just wouldn't finish this one. I did. I did. I will I will admit bad, bad, bad co-host. Bad co-host. <laughs> and um, okay. Oh yeah. Sorry. Continue. So, so the, uh, what I liked about it is again, it was an original style. Uh, I've mm-hmm. never seen a book written that the, um, the interview style was really fun to read. Um, the footnote portion, I agree with you. Um, at times I was like, Holy crap, this is a big footnote, but it, the, the did add to the humor. So I did like that. Um, it was, a, it actually was a very good change from all of like the novels and stuff that we had been reading so it kind of you know it It was was, a breath of fresh air yeah it was it was something different um would I read it again would I um if I know somebody is a fan of him I would absolutely strongly suggest you read it because it does have his his style of humor in it and it's very humorous um I don't know if it would be and you didn't know him I don't know if this would be a book that you would just randomly pick up and start reading because um, mm-hmm. I think you need to know a little bit about him before you read it but I would recommend it to a fan of his uh and okay you would recommend it to a fan of his yeah same I would say same um that's pretty much all I have to say on that one yeah, me too. Uh, if you want to read it go pick it up uh and yeah. make sure you read it properly yes uh yeah that's a, yeah that's read it properly it. and just for you know just for a good giggle it was a it was a good giggle yeah all right well thank you for listening everybody and yeah. uh we'll catch you on the next episode oh so you can follow us i should always i forget always this is you can follow yeah. us on instagram at literary nonsense book club and or email us at uh literary nonsense book club at gmail.com because we take requests yeah Uh, otherwise happy reading and thank you and goodbye goodbye (laughs) sir jane and serena have left the building (laughs) literary nonsense